Hello everyone, and welcome to Visalia Unified's Equity and Student Services Department. On this podcast, we will be talking with educators, support providers, and administrators on how they incorporate equity and SEL into today's educational system. Okay, let's see if you can hear me now. Yeah, we're good. Hey. Okay. All right. So thanks for all for taking the time. I know you're busy to spend some time with us and talk about equity and, and some SEL. Oh, yeah. Good work, man. It's good work. All right. So all right. if you will start off just by telling everybody, you know, where you're from, where you're working at, what's your position, you know, how long you've been in education. Well, you know, I'm actually originally from Mexico. I was born in Mexico. Born in Mexico, uh, immigrated as a two-year-old. Uh, been in, I grew up in Woodlake. Okay. Woodlake, California. Mighty Tigers. <laughs> and uh, then uh, somewhere along the way, I, I got lost and became a kindergarten teacher. Oh, my gosh. And I've uh, been doing that for about, I think it's my 21st year as a teacher. Fantastic. Yeah, and of course I did some I did some uh, um, paraprofessional work for a while. Okay. I also did some uh, uh, after school program work for a while. All right, all so right. So I've probably been about twenty five years, twenty six years in. So what? So, uh, Why did you choose kindergarten? What was the What was the draw there? You know, I got to tell you a story. I I, I was actually um, I have an AA in in, in uh, administration of justice, so my my route was criminology. Okay. I wanted to go work at you know I, I had this idea of being a correctional counselor at a prison somewhere. And I, I put some time in at the juvenile hall. And I started seeing how these kids were being broken down. But before they could ever get built back up, they were adjudicated. They were out. They were gone. Yeah. So we, we were breaking these kids down, but never building them back up. And we're sending them back out on the streets, broken down, basically without any kind of identity, realizing that what they were doing was wrong. But we weren't giving them any other option because the, the, the model was to build them up over time. But it wasn't it wasn't a very good model to work with. So I realized then I can't I can't wait this long. I, I have to hit them earlier. Yeah. And so I figured, what's earlier than kindergarten? You know. Yeah. And that's kind of how I ended up in, in kindergarten. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, you know we're, we're our focus here is is equity and SEL, and you're you're right at the front gate, so to speak. So how does how have you seen those two components, equity and SEL? How have you seen that kind of impact you on a daily or weekly basis as far as your your career goes? Well, you know, the thing about with our students, and, and I mean, I've had some doozy of, of years here uh, dealing with my students at kindergarten level. And, and I mean, some kids that have some real social emotional issues, some other things, some trauma, some community trauma, mm-hmm. and some stuff that is really going on with them. And and we used to always separate the SEL and, and think, oh, that's some, you know, head stuff, mo- emotional, mo- mental stuff. And, and, the, and the other stuff that, you know, the... The behavior is different, or we would think that the trauma is different, and, and we didn't really understand all that. It's, it's kind of all in one. And then we started looking at some of the equity piece. And so once I started looking at things through an equity lens, uh, I started realizing, well, all this stuff is intertwined. It's, it's yeah. you know, socioeconomic status has an impact on, on kids' you know, social-emotional state. Some of the stuff that happens at home because of socioeconomic or because of you know, uh, just some of the things that they go through as Latinos or as, as African-American kids, for example, carries over into the social emotional. So it all kind of, it's intertwined. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's always been there and has never been labeled out, but um, it, 
how does that impact you as far as your, you and your students go? Do you, I, I would imagine you're probably not saying this is SEL. You just kind of do it as you go. Is that, is that accurate to say? Yeah, I would say that, you know, we, we, we don't necessarily call it SEL here in the classroom, but we do call it, um, you know, sharing out. We have community circles in here. We talk, we talk about how we're a family. I tell the kids how I spend more time with them than their parents. do, And they know that because we spend, uh, obviously right now we're in a different situation, but during a normal, during a normal year, I have them for six hours, almost seven hours. Uh, that's more than they spend with their, with their parents. So we, we call each other a family. Yeah. And we definitely, you know, one of the things that I like to do with my students is I want to give them a space where they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have a, a, a time on the carpet where we share about everything, whether it's stuff on the playground, whether it's stuff from home, stuff that they wanted to do or did, you know, that weekend. But if I give them that space over time, it builds that comfort level. So whenever we have to have those difficult and courageous conversations about things, then I think we were that much further along in terms of the comfort level. And the kids are, are, are going to be respectful if somebody does bring up the fact that, I mean, I got to tell you, I had a kid one time tell Mr. Gonzalez during our little circle time, hey, my dad chased my mom with a knife last night. Ooh. And and I said, well, first, the next question I had obviously was, well, did he catch her? He says, no, no, no. The, the cops the cops knocked him down and took the knife away. And then we had to go sleep with our aunt. That was shared in, 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 a, in a circle of, of, of our our peers. And we knew that we were, you know, we wanted to make sure that he was okay. And, and then when I say we, I taught my class, we've taught about empathy and what it means. We've taught about compassion and what that means, being a good citizen, all these different, you know, how, how we deal with bullies, how we deal with, with um, you know, somebody losing a pet or a cat or whatever. And so all these things we already kind of built into the classroom environment. So when that kid mentioned that, there was actually other kids that mentioned, hey, I've had some something happen. My parents argue a lot. And you'd be, it's a, you'd be surprised how much kindergartens will share in the classroom. <laughs> yeah. And I don't always say that to parents because, but I have told parents, be careful what you say around your kids because it comes to class and I know about it. But it's, it's also a, a good way to know that if they feel comfortable enough in that environment, in that forum that we provide on a daily basis, right? that stuff is going to come up and now we're, we're, we're that f- much further along. We don't have to try to build that, that, that trust before we can get down to the root of the problems. It's already, you would hope it's built in already a little bit. Right. Well, it's really good to hear that that's happening at such a young age, that this is a, you know, this is a modeled behavior, so to speak, and then they have this safety. So hopefully this will carry it with them and that, that can branch out into the next grade levels as they go up. Um, so that leads me to ask the question about you know, impact uh, between the students and, and the community with, with regards to social emotional wellness. Um, and, and I go into more of the self care piece now. Um, how does that, how do you handle that in your classroom when you talk about like self care and, and not, not, I know academics are a part of it, but let's move academics to the side just a little bit. And how do you address that? Well, and actually, you know what, I got to tell you, uh, um, I, I include academics in that conversation because I tell them, you know, if, you're, if your head's not right and your heart doesn't feel right, then the academics isn't going to stick. Um, there's too many distractions. So w- when we have kids that are, that are hungry, that are um, going through some mental anguish for whatever reason, um, you know, I, got, I, I have stories. Like, like, like I said, I had a kid that just shut down one year and he was just mad and angry. I couldn't figure out why. And, and, and he, he actually made a comment about wanting to hurt his mom. 
And I thought, well, you know, we got to have a conversation. So, uh, you know, we, it was just a, a pretty much a knockdown drag out type of day for it with him. And that was a big sign for me. Come to find out mom broke up with, with a boyfriend. Boyfriend was the one that used to take him to get McDonald's and then to the park. Okay. That was a huge loss for him. It's trivial for adults. But for him, that was like the end of the world for him. I mean, he can't go to McDonald's and go to the park. Right. That was a highlight of his day of his week. And so some, so what I, what I tell my colleagues and what I tell my kids is we all have different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And I don't use the word perspectives with the kids, but it's okay to be different is what I tell my kids. Right. What I tell my adult friends is we got to look at things from different perspectives because we react to things differently. You know, losing a pet, for example, Maybe something that's trivial for somebody who doesn't own a, a dog. Yeah. If I lost my pet, it would be devastating for me. It would impact my performance at work. Right. Because I, I'm very close to my dog. My dog sleeps with me. You know. <laughs> so, and some people might think, "Well, you're crazy. Your dog sleeps with you. What, what are you talking about?" Because my dog says, "I don't have a dog," or or the dog sleeps outside, um, even in the cold. And so there's different perspectives about things. I think that we we have to, as educators, and 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 as we build these kids up to become citizens in the community, I think if we start to build into them that we have to be able to understand that everybody has a different perspective as they proceed through life and it's okay to be different and it's okay to have different perspectives. I think it lends itself for a little bit more fruitful dialogue, I think, with with each other because we understand that we may not agree on everything, but we, we agree to respect each other's different point of view. You know, I appreciate what you're saying because that's uh, it, it kind of goes into where I was going to go next with, you know, what advice would you give somebody going into the educational field? And I'm not I'm not necessarily talking about just straight teachers here. I'm I'm putting everybody. Um, I was speaking with uh, Scott Kirchman the other day and he was talking about having a conversation with the crossing guard, you know, because that's one of the first contacts that the students have coming across. And I thought that was so valuable. So, uh, you know, what advice would you hand out to anybody going into the educational field? You know what? I, I, I think that we need to understand that we're all, we all make, we all make up part of the community and we all are important parts of the community. I think some of the things that we fail to do sometimes, and I would even say as administrators, as educators, we may look at people in a marginalized type of a way where we don't think that they're as important or as pivotal uh, to the process of educating students. But I can tell you right now, and I have my, my, my colleague behind me, um, She's just as much as, as of a teacher as I am, because without my paraprofessional aid, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I've told her that, and she knows that. And she can hear me right now. Um, we, we we're a team, and and I think the one thing that we need to understand again, back to the perspective thing, back to being compassionate and being empathetic about different people's role and different people's experience in this process of education, is that we have to value each other and we have to value each other's contribution. I call I consider myself a spoke in the wheel. And I'm not just, I'm not the spoke. I think I'm just one of the spokes and there's a bunch of spokes in that wheel. Right. Uh, if, we start, if we start to look at each other in a, in a manner that's, that's equitable, I mean, and that we all play a, a pivotal role without one of those spokes that weakens the whole wheel. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really emphasize that with my colleagues. I even try to, I, I teach that to the kids that we're all, it's a team here. We're a team and we need each other. Yeah, that's that's so important to think that you know it's a team effort. You know. Yeah. Um, by the way, you, you froze up, so I'm not sure. Yeah, no, we're still going on. I can still record. Okay, we're still good. Yeah, we're still okay, good. Okay, oh, there you go. You're back. <laughs> hey, listen, you know I got a running joke with my students when they freeze up. 
we sing the song "Let It Go" from Frozen. That's just a, <laughs> it's just a way to kind of kind of make it not be so awkward that they're froze up. Yeah, no, no, that's that's one of the reasons why I do the I do the Zoom and the and the phone at the same time. The phone rarely freezes out, but yeah, so we're good. But yeah, but, the, but let me tell you something. In terms of the self care, the other thing is this: not all not all the self care practices fit everyone. Yeah, you gotta you gotta find out what what eases your mind, what disconnects you from from that stress or that uh, you know worry that you may have. I find for me, if I get out on a run. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much disconnect. If I watch a movie, I don't get to do that very much. But if I can sit down for for two two hours and watch a movie, I can completely disconnect. Um, but I also realize that even if I do those things, I have to set limits on on the amount of time I I put into my work day. Yeah. And one of the things that I find with my colleagues is that we don't know how to do that. Sometimes we 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 take it home. We de- and and I tell people this way. I say, listen, if you have kids and you have a spouse. Um, you're depriving your your family of you, of you, and that matters too. You have to know that you 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 have your obligation to your students, but you also have your obligation to your family, and so you got to look at it that way. And then once people look at it that way, they're like, "Wow, I never really thought about it that way." But I'm depriving my my daughter or my son of of dad because I'm busy still doing schoolwork at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening. Yeah, right. No, no. You know, it's funny. I am. I got this list of of questions to go here, and, and I, I don't even have to ask them. You're kind of you're taking them through because because they all work together. I was going to ask you, you know, what? How do you handle self care for yourself? And it sounds like you just go off for a run. You go do things that, and, and that is important, especially in today's you know realm of things with with being yeah. distance learning and so on and so forth. So yeah, they kind of took care of that whole self care and how important that can be. And sometimes I think people overlook that. But the other thing I also want to emphasize is that that's my personality. Yeah. Some people's personality is you got to get that stuff done because if not, you can't even sleep. (laughs) No, that's true. We have to appreciate that perspective as well. So that's why it's hard to to tell people how to do self-care. You give them ideas on on, on, on things that may work, but they ultimately have to decide what fits for them because it's a different perspective. I'm not the kind of guy that will, for some things I may stay up all night, thinking about it and not get to sleep. But for some things, they like out of my head. Grading papers, it's out of my head. <laughs> um, report cards, that's a little different, you know. Yeah. I got a bunch of looming report cards. I may not be able to sleep very well that, that week. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's different. Right. So before we shift gears here and, and talk a few things about yourself, what, uh, is there anything else you'd like to share or advice you'd like to hand out with regards to equity, SEL, and, and the times we live in? You know, I, I share I share articles all the time that I get, and I shared I think I shared one with you, mm-hmm. and I, I want people to start looking into that transformative SEL, and that's really looking at SEL through an equity lens. It's really important because it it really does speak to empathy, and it speaks to perspective. It speaks to perspective, and 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 being able to, you know, really understand that to build empathy, you got to fully understand what that person is going through. That takes, you know, really seeing things through their their experience. Um, you know, uh, I was looking up quotes, just kind of thinking about stuff, and I'm probably going to get to that part about the quote here. Um, Lisa Delpit says, we don't, we don't see things through our eyes, and we don't hear things through our ears. We experience things through our, through our heart and through our beliefs. And I think it's really important to, to, to say that because, you know, we may think that uh, – we, we, we know how to deal with things, but again, we have to fully understand people's 
perspective in order to understand them, in order to build empathy, which I would would argue leads to community. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah that's I have to agree with that. Yeah, you sent me yeah. that article the other day, and I, and I was reading on the computer, and I got about halfway through it, and I said, like, you know what, I got to print this off because I'm I'm one of the ones that I have to write on things and highlight things, and, mm-hmm. and I found that very enlightening. So I thank you so much for sending that to me. It's uh. Yeah. It's an. I wouldn't say it's a, a quick read because there's so much information in there. It, yeah. it, it'll cause you to stop and think. And, and it's actually a, it's actually probably a, what do you call it? A, it's a clip notes version of the uh, of the real a real study. So it's a, yeah. it's, a bigger, it's a bigger document, but it's been, it's condensed uh, kind of an abstract of it, if you will. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very very good. I th- thank you for sending that to me because I was like, oh my goodness, I gotta I gotta print this off and mark it up and highlight it and reference it and. And it really did. It made me think of something, you know, you know, evaluate myself in certain areas. Like, huh, that's interesting how I look at that now. So, yeah, it's it's important. The other thing is that um, you know, as I I, I sit on the on the state Department of Ed SEL committee, mm-hmm. um, and that's the conversation we're having. We're having those conversations about being able to understand other people's perspectives and 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 having that drive your your not only your planning, but also your 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 lessons because one of the things that, that that also impacts SEL is 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 your identity, you know, being able to build your identity. Right. And your you know the building of identity of self, although that sounds like it's sociology and it sounds like it's critical race theory or any of some of the other topics, it really impacts your 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 motivation, it impacts your self-esteem. A lot of these SEL competencies that we have it impacts these things because it's it's who you are and, and how you inter inter intermix or, or how you fit into the your community and where do you right. fit in? We call that your intersectionality with 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 the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't find a place, you feel inadequate. You feel like you're not being uh, you know uh, addressed appropriately. You feel marginalized. You might even feel oppressed. Um, that matters in in your mental in your mental state. And so it's all kind of equity and and and. Uh, and SEL is really intertwined. Uh, and right. We haven't really looked at it that way. I mean, no. we're still, we were still looking at SEL in the terms of education is here, SEL is here, equity is over here. And now as we've, as we've gained more knowledge about it, we've realized, hey, let's bring them all together because it's right. got to be addressed all, all as a, from a holistic approach. And that's, yeah, that's- I, I agree with you. I, I, I like how you say you have to understand it. I, you know, I've, people say they listen to it, but the key to that is, do you understand it? You know, yeah. it, and that, and that takes some self-reflection Yeah. You know? and, and you have to look back. And like you said, you got to look back at how was I raised and was I raised with certain ideas, you know, that, that, uh, that, you know, prohibits me from understanding fully. And so you have to let some of those go and really have that growth mindset. So I, I really appreciate how you said that. That's, and I'm glad you said that because there is, it's a growth mindset versus deficit mindset. And that's mm-hmm. very true. There's, there's, there's some things that we do and a lot of it is unconscious. I mean, we don't do it intentionally. We're not setting right. out to be, we don't, I don't think anybody ever sets out to marginalize a kid, but you may, you may not have the sensitivity or the understanding to be able to even build empathy because you don't have any understanding of that situation that will impact the student's social, emotional wellness, because if they feel like their teacher doesn't care or understand, or even willing to take the time to dig further, you know, then, then you lose that trust, and now you don't have a space where you can feel comfortable. And we're talking about all those Maslow's 
Maslow's needs, you know, hierarchical needs, and it all gets impacted by it. It's all SEL, but it's equity in SEL. You know, and to hear that coming from a, a kindergarten teacher, it, it's never too soon to start. Oh, no. You know, that, that's what I'm hearing is like it, it can happen early, early on. You just you just have to do it. You know, you just have to get out there and do it. So, yeah. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Now we're going to shift gears a little bit. Um, and we kind of talked a little bit about this, but what are you uh, currently reading? Are you currently reading articles? You got a book on tap? You know what? I got a bunch of articles. I know that article I sent you is one of them. Uh, a books. Um, I'm reading uh, a few books. Some of the books are are, are that I'm reading are probably more along the lines of, uh, of, you know, there's a book by Stephen Robbins that call it's called. Um, now I'm gonna blank out as I'm gonna think about what the book's called here. Yeah, and it just did. It happened to me. Um, no, I'm done. I'm done, but... Uh, you know what we can do? I can get it. You can send it to me. I'll put it in the show notes, but Stephen Robbins, yeah. but yeah. Just Stephen send me that. Robbins, uh, it, it really, it's... And, and here's what it really entails, because I, I have a bunch of books on my on my Audible, um, and it's really about diversity, and there's a diversity dialogue, and and, and what, um, you know, what, what this author does is he uses everyday... I mean, literally, there's a story about him buying new golf clubs every every year, and he he shares a story about buying new golf clubs every year because he wants his game to get better. But he expects that the golf clubs are going to do it for him, and that's all that he needs to do. He doesn't ever he doesn't ever take the time to to, to practice his, his his swing, to 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 look at his form, and 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 so as he does that, he he, he shares that story. Then he comes back and reflects about how. If we expect to get better at diversity, we have to practice it. We have to mm-hmm. actually develop new strategies and new and new trainings and and do different things that we can't expect to just buy new clubs and and, and get a better game. Right. And so, even though he's talking about golf, you know, it it uh, it does it makes a difference to to look at things from uh, sometimes when we look at uh, students and we look at their socioeconomic status, it's a tough conversation to have. Um, yeah. But if we start to understand it through through some uh, a way that's a little bit better, you know, we can su- we can consume it a little better. Um, it, it helps us understand. I guess it's it's about understanding. It's about having dialogue. I, I always tell people if you want to know what the kids want or need, ask them. It's pretty yeah. simple. Yeah, it's pretty simple. I, you know, I, when I taught high school for twenty something years, I would have those conversations, and and you. And you, you be careful what you ask because they're going to answer you, which is good. You know, they will not sugarcoat it. They'll tell you what's going on. So that's good. So do you have a, a favorite quote that you rely on or that you swing to? Yes. Here you go. Okay. And I actually right. wrote this one down because I didn't want to butcher it. <laughs> um, I'm ready. True empathy requires that you step outside of your own emotions and viewpoints and view things through the eyes, ears, and heart of another. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I like that. And who do you know who said that? Who's that you know what? From? It's actually a, it's a it's a it's a combination of a couple of people. So I, okay. I put so I put I put a quote together from a couple of people. And that's there the, you go. That's at least Delpit is the one that talks about the ears and the eyes and the heart. And then uh, there's a, another. Uh, it's anonymous, but it's it's a, just a quote about true empathy requiring you to step out of your own emotions. All right. Good deal. Yeah. yeah, so there's nothing wrong with doing that. I like it. And then the last part we have is is with this uh, distance learning, what uh, what technology tool, and I, I'm leaning more like an app or a program, 
do you find that you use that actually helps you deliver your message better? Well, you know, it, it, it's it's interesting because with my grade level, it's a little, I mean, I've done Flipgrid, for example, is, is a really mm-hmm. good tool to have kids, older kids or, or, or adults kind of join in on a, on a kind of a stream of, of comments and conversations. But obviously with little kids, it's a little harder to do that. I got to tell you, man, as much as we're all Zoomed out, I think Zoom or, or any any type, whether it's WebEx, Zoom, GoMeetings, or any of those platforms that allow you and I to sit here and, and, and see each other and talk to each right. other. And I mean, it's a it's a beautiful thing that we do it. I've done it with people that, there was a lady, she was in Australia. Uh, the other lady was in Oakland. The other lady was in San Diego. I was here by Celia. And, and the other lady was, you know, uh, she was in um, Burlingame and in San Francisco, and we were having a conversation. We had a book study. That's, oh that's my gosh. amazing. Yeah, to be able to do yeah that. to be able to do that. You know, the lady that was in in uh, Australia, she was I think it was like it was literally like two o'clock in the morning, whatever three o'clock in the morning when she was on. But she felt right. She said, "You know what? Under the COVID situation that we're in, I enjoy the dialogue with with people and seeing their faces. And I think that's the most important thing is if we can't have that that contact right now." Next best thing is to be able to see you in the eyes and hear, mm-hmm. see your body language, to see your your facial expressions. That our dialogue is 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 good, you know, and and we have that that relationship, that that dialogue. I think dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm on board with you. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us. I appreciate all your insight and and expertise in this field, and uh, I wish the best for you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And anytime we can, I can add anything to the. To the mix, let me know. You know, I'm, I'm always willing to help. Will do. Thanks again. Appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. We'd like to thank our guests for their time and input. If you would like more information about equity and SEL, please visit our website at sites.google.com backslash vusd.us backslash equity and student services department backslash home. Equity and Student Services Department is all one word, and thank you again for joining us. May the rest of your week have many wins. Stay safe, take care of yourself, and take care of each other.